Hey everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. I'm Heidi. And this is the podcast where we talk about creepy stuff. And we've got a real creepy one for you today. Uh-oh. As Heidi most certainly has guessed, we're going to be talking about the Ouija board. I know. I walked in and I was like, okay, I'm real skeptical, <laughs> but something about the Ouija board freaks me out. Even though I know that like Parker Brothers makes it. Mm-hmm. I think I saw one too many horror movies at slumber parties. Yeah. So this is a NSFW podcast. As in not safe for work because we have very little control over our vocabulary sometimes. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. We choose not to filter mm-hmm. our vocabulary 100% of the time. That's probably more accurate. Yeah, I'm usually pretty nervous around small children that I'm just going to let one fly because I do not censor myself on a day-to-day basis. I try to generally be a polite human, but I kind of feel like this is our house. Mm-hmm. And I get to do what I want at my house. If someone's deeply offended by it, like, I don't know, there's a million other podcasts. Listen to something else. (laughs) Yeah, we're also a storytelling podcast. So we try to stick to the facts as we know them. But this kind of ventures into the realm of um, not scientifically proven. Well, and some of the topics that we covered they're just simply are not scholarly articles or academic research about those things. Like, yeah. for example, one of our early episodes about Momo the Monster, mm-hmm. the Missouri Yeti cryptid. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them. I mean, I think you're probably not going to get a university to invest money in research for that. Right. So finding peer-reviewed journal articles about cryptids is going to be a challenge. Well, and I thought about it, it actually recently, it, it kind of occurred to me that maybe my, and, and you can share this mission statement with me if you think it is true for you. Sure. But my mission statement with this podcast would be to spark an interest in everybody of this like paranormal stuff so that we can start to study it scientifically and try to connect it with science. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine after a meeting. We do this thing called mastermind meetings. And so it sounds really intense. It is kind of intense. Um, The gist of it is that you form a group of people who have similar career goals in mind. Mm. And then you meet to help each other sort of refine that goals and be refine those goals and be accountable Mm -hmm. anyway so we were talking afterwards and i was telling him about the podcast and how that you were really surprised about my disbelief about aliens (laughs) and that i was like i mean if there are aliens clearly they're not gonna look like us that's just too Mm -hmm. it's too um, i can get behind that yeah and he was like i always think if there's aliens they're like little germs like that's not the flu that's an alien (laughs) and i thought that was a really he was kind of half kidding i think but i thought i could almost buy into that yeah you know that if there is some other i'm not unwilling to believe that there is some life form that exists besides us right but that they happen to look just like us Mm -hmm. or mostly like us and have such a vested interest in our reproductive system 
and anal cavities is strange. <laughs> well, yeah, I think um, I think the theory, and I'm not very um, well versed in this theory, so I could be talking out of my ass. But uh, I think careful the th- aliens, right? I think the theory is is that they're trying to reproduce with us because their species is dying out, and so that's why they take our fluids. <laughs> I wish you could see my face. Yeah, your face. <laughs> but um, my face is saying pure bullshit. Also, like, I, I always kind of justified the whole, like, humanoid alien thing as, like, evolution has done the same things on their planet as it has on ours. We've kind of overcome the odds and become the dominant species on this planet so why not the same roughly the same thing happen on other planets yeah but maybe they look like the asian flu the asian flu oh okay so they look like little microbes or something like that yeah 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 Yeah, i think that that is possible too i'm open to it that that's a really ancient reference my mother had the asian flu in the 70s or the um the bird flu. Bird that was flu. a more yeah. recent one. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe um, maybe the World Health Organization is currently top dog in alien studies. Yeah. Who, know- <laughs> who knows? You you never know. Maybe they've got some super secret documents. Well, hello, Penny. Yeah. My cat, Penny, has joined us. She's the Creepy Club official mascot. She is a, kind of a cryptid herself. She has 26 toes as opposed to, I think, 18 is the normal? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, f- four. Are you sure it's not? Maybe it's 20. 16. I thought it was five like us, but there's only four, and then there's that like back one. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> I have two cats. You'd think I'd be a little more knowledgeable, <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah. I feel um, like that one like kind of high up counts as a toe. Now I'm mentally counting cat toes in my head. There was something else I was gonna say. Anyway, Penny about recently went oh. to the vet, so she's a little under the weather. Well, yeah, she um, I had she has a little dew claw, which most cats don't have. <laughs> it's like a claw that doesn't retract, and it's very big. And um, bad cat mom Rissa let it go a little too long, and so I was worried that it might be embedded into her toe pad, but it wasn't good news um but she has her gums are inflamed around her front fangs so she is now on antibiotics but she's very good at taking her antibiotics with the pill pocket treats she likes that that surprises the shit out of me because she won't even let me brush her yeah well have you ever given her treats yeah of course are you kidding i've tried every trick in the book to make that cat love me (laughs) i love her it's just, she's my unrequited love. It's one way. It's okay. Mm-hmm. One of these days. So what I was going to say on the topic of aliens is I have a book recommendation for you that I think you'd really like. It's called The Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell. And it's a fiction novel about um, a Jesuit priest who gets recruited to be in the first expedition to another planet to meet the alien species there and the alien species there is definitely not humanoid they're like kind of like deer people that's kind of fun it it also i have to warn you it gets really fucked up at the end 
But I just thought that would be of interest to you because of the whole like Jesuit priest thing. He's like a he's a what are they what the what are the good ones the Franciscan nun. He's Franciscan nun nun friar. monk friar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're I don't know what the precise distinction is between a monk and a friar, or if there is one, they dress approximately the same. So I don't think he's a Jesuit priest. I was wrong. He's uh, what do you call it when you your boss. The bosses are the Jesuit priests, and he's the Franciscan friar that gets recruited to go on this expedition. So let's move on to creepy conclusions, corrections, and clarifications, of which we have none. So that's the end of that segment. (laughs) I think we did all of our uh, clarifications live during the podcast. So We're trying to do less backtracking. Yeah, it's just a lot less homework for us after the fact. I also, but I, I do want to talk about the fact that this is the first podcast we've recorded after we've launched. So that's really exciting. It is um, really exciting. And we've gotten some amazing feedback. And thank you so much to the people who have taken time out of their lives to listen to us chit chat. Yeah, it's like really heartwarming and it makes me um, feel like. I have a purpose and that I'm actually doing this for people and not just for me and Heidi. And um, it's been really great hearing from each and every one of you. I've heard from a lot of people that I don't like normally talk to on a regular basis. And that's really amazing. Like, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And oh, my gosh. Seriously, my friend Dawn is like a super fan now. Yeah, hi Dawn. Hi we Dawn. Love you. We love you so much. You're just she is rainbow and sunshine on any if she never listened to the podcast, she'd be rainbows and sunshine. Yeah. I just adore her. But um, she has been binge listening. And she said the other night when her husband went to bed, she listened to, the, I'm going to say this wrong, the Dialef Pass episode. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah. And she was like, normally your skepticism keeps me sort of from getting too creeped out. But what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I was legit freaked and then my i have another friend tracy who hates scary stuff like she desperately wants to be supportive but she absolutely she just can't Mm -hmm. she can't she's like i read the titles to your podcast and i'm sitting up in my living room with all the lights on (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i swear it's not that creepy maybe the dialef pass one is a little Mm -hmm. i think there's a couple episodes that would probably really bother her um, but yeah i think of the more scary ones that I've heard from other people, people are scared from the Exorcist episode. Yeah. I think with good reason, I think that is a very creepy topic. Um, yeah, I think yeah. the paranormal infusion and that happened here, and it's such, it's one of those stories that everyone knows. Even people who aren't from here know that story. Right. Yeah. And I think the local crime stories are a little unsettling mm-hmm. yeah you know but um i think that you know we infuse a good amount of humor and levity into yeah. things so that I, I don't i don't want people to be sitting up in their living room with the lights on <laughs> although i feel like she kind of brought that one on herself she knows how easily spooked she is and she did just read the title she didn't even listen to oh anything well and the reason why i said heidi might have guessed our topic today is because i have a ouija board set out on my table the couple that this came from i've known for a while 
And the first time that I ever went to their house was when they were out of town to cat sit. And I had a strong suspicion suspicion that their house would be more colorful than your average house. Like, probably on the gothier end of things. Mm -hmm. Just knowing them and kind of what their interests are. Yeah. But so, this is permanently displayed on their coffee table. Oh, it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, and... um, So it probably has a lot of good juju associated with it. I did message her and say, like... Fair warning, we're going to be um, using this to contact the dead, um, but I will try not to um, get it possessed by any evil spirits, and I'll smudge after. And she was like, mm, that's what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> She's super pragmatic. Right. Yeah, so I don't think that that would... But uh, her husband has an interest in the occult. He likes tarot cards and all that stuff. I told him that you did my tarot cards the other day. And I was like, game on, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. We've sort of talked about it because they're they're part of the Creepy Club book club. And he had posted something about tarot on his Facebook. And I said, oh, we should, like, do each other's reading. Or I said you should. I think he said he was practicing it. And I said, oh, well, I'll take a tarot reading at Creepy Club sometime, you know. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, you should do mine. And I'm like, it will take hours because I'm still so... New at it. I actually, I the one that I did for you wasn't um, too long, so that was good. No, and I think that you probably are fairly evenly matched in skill. Right. He's that, not been doing good. it for that long yeah. either. So um, yeah, shout out to him. They so the first time I went to their house to go cat sitting, I sus- highly strongly suspected that there would be kind of a gothy feel to it. Right. And it far exceeded my gothy dreams. Yeah, we've been over there for a creepy club meeting and their house is really cool. I was very, I felt very at home. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's like, it's super homey, but also very gothy. And from the outside, the neighborhood that they live in is, I would say... um, Typical South City, St. Louis neighborhood. But I would say on the upper middle class end yeah, of yeah, yeah. South St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So these are, you know, very nice kind of conservative looking brick homes. Yeah. And then you step inside and ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's goth central. Let's get back to the topic at hand. We're yes. going to talk about the Ouija board. <laughs> I know. And let's see, is this one made by Parker Brothers? I have to put on, where's my old lady glasses? It's here? actually Hasbro. Hasbro. Okay. It used to be Parker Brothers, and Parker Brothers sold to Hasbro. Let's see. It says on here, oh, it does say Buffy the Vampire. In 2008, 20th Century Fox Film Corporation, all rights reserved, Dark Horse Deluxe is a trademark of oh, that's Dark like Horse a com- Comics. Yeah, that's a comic book company. Made in China. Nice. Well. Um, I think we might have to move the candles so that... So we did some things in preparation. I think we should discuss our prep. Sure. So before Heidi came over, I um, set up the room. I put a bunch of candles out. We don't usually have like a whole lot of um, candly new agey vibe going on in here. It's mostly just recording equipment. Um, And I smudged the room. I cast a protection spell over the room. Heidi played a nice, uh, what did you play? Ave Maria? 
Ave Maria because my therapist is, even though I'm on the skeptical end of things, I tease my therapist and call her a witch because she loves all that stuff. Mm-hmm. She lo- Like one time I was in a session with her and a gigantic crystal fell out of her chair and I like almost pissed myself laughing. <laughs> it was seriously like probably 10 inches long and yeah. two inches. It was huge. We keep them in our bras. Oh, is that where the witches keep them? Yeah. Anyway, she's amazing, and she knows that I definitely lean science, but I am trying to be, I'm trying to stay open, mm-hmm. but not open enough to invite in To let all your anything. brains fall out? Not, right. <laughs> I don't want to stop having rational thoughts, and I also um, would not like to invite in anything dark, just in case that's a thing. Yeah. So- I'm willing to admit that. I could be wrong about things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into the history of the Ouija board. I'm ready. It's also called, it also can be called a spirit board or a talking board. Um, and it was born out of the spiritualism movement of the 1840s. So whenever spiritualism was first getting started, they used lots of different methods to speak to the dead. And one of them involved the, like, early planchette, which is this, you know, on a modern-day Ouija board, it's a little heart-shaped, like, piece of wood, flat piece of wood with a circular um, glass or plastic, as this one in front of me is, um, window in it, and then, like, little, like, three feet on it, so it kind of glides easy across the board. It's got little felt guys on the bottom. Right. Um, and the, the early planchettes were a basket with a pencil, which I I can't even picture in my head, like how that would work, but they basically like the early, you know, mediums would move it around and the pencil would write out the message. Oh yeah. Um, and then it kind of evolved into the heart shaped piece of wood with two casters on one end, which were just like little wheels and a pencil on the other to write. And I think that, that still exists. Um, but then the... Uh, basically, people were like, I can't read any of this like spirit writing, so why don't we make this kind of board? And they realized that the planchette could be used to like point to letters and that kind of thing. So that's how the kind of like modern-day Ouija board was born. The spirit box doesn't actually sound like words. It just sounds like someone flying through all the channels of a yeah. <laughs> FM radio. Yeah, listen to our um, episode about the Grandel Theater to hear about that. So uh, in 1886, the New York Daily Tribune reported a new talking board was being used in Ohio. <laughs> it sounds so, like... The Ouija board is so, like, kind of a mystical, spooky thing. And then it's like, oh, it was being used in Ohio. Just sound, It kind of takes the magic out of it for me. But it's a 18 by 20 inch board. It has the alphabet on it. It has numbers on it. It has yes and no. has hello and goodbye. I think the early ones had good evening and good night on it. Which, like, what is the difference? Why, Why good evening? Why good night? I don't know. Well, and I'm looking, I'm doing some Google, I'm Googling as we speak. How dare you? I, rude. Um, <laughs> and the placement of yes, no, and goodbye varies from board to board. Right. So on this particular board, hello and goodbye are at the top, 
-hmm. And yes and no are at the bottom. Okay, so just just for the audience's uh, knowledge, we um, had been recording for probably 20 minutes or so and realized that the recording stopped and we don't know why. We're just going to press on and hope that it wasn't some trickster spirit or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, there was probably an elbow bump or something. So mm -hmm. we were talking about the layout of the board. I think we had previously talked about the Blanchette, 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 <laughs> like Blanch, Blanchette Park. <laughs> well, it's a bridge here. Um. <laughs> There's a park too. It was like uh, Blanchette Park is where you go to go sledding whenever it snows because there's a big, huge hill. Oh, okay. Did you, you never went there? Mm -mm. Oh my God, Heidi, that's like a huge St. Louis tradition is going to Blan uh, Blanchette Park for sledding. I went to Art Hill. Okay, okay. Because that was way closer. I didn't live out in the sticks like some people. I don't even people. know where Blanchette Park is actually, but... I think that's a suburb thing. So, yeah. So we were talking about the layout of the board. Um, I think we already discussed the planchette yeah. and that it has very and i actually found some interesting google images that i will share something that to keep in mind is that a lot of skeptics talk about how the um ouija board and also um pendulum sort of things is all due to the ideomotor effect which is a thing that happens where you your muscles are moving without your knowledge basically like you can when you're when you're holding a pendulum you rest your elbow on a table or something like that and you hold the pendulum like the chain to it and then there's like a weighted object at the end of the chain and you're holding the pendulum in between your fingers and if you think to yourself i want the pendulum to move front to back, for example. And the the pendulum will move front to back if you're just thinking about it and you're, you know, you're keeping your hands still, but just by thinking about it, the very small movements in your muscles are making that pendulum swing. And I've I've done that numerous times. And so I kind of have this skepticism I have a very open mind, as most of our listeners will know, um, to a lot of different things. But I just have this, like, skepticism towards Ouija and um, pendulum readings because I know how to do that ideomotor effect sort of experiment. And I would, I would agree. I would think that it's, if you have your mind set on an answer... Or what something's going to be that it's not because it is like it's on the slippery board with this little bitty felt. Yeah. It's not going to take much to make it move. Yeah. Um, and so and I do think that, you know, we we have all these little sort of micro movements all the time that we're not really aware of. Like, for instance, sometimes, you know, I've got tremors in my hands. Sometimes I don't notice them, but other people do. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm the person actually experiencing them, I won't even see them or feel them. Right. But somebody else will notice. 
Yeah, um, but I also don't want to discount people's experiences with the Ouija board. Like, I think that... Um, it falls right into that I don't know category. Right, like, I... I that that's why that I thought this topic was so fascinating was like, yeah, I have this like skepticism about it, but there are some really compelling stories that I've heard from people that I know that, you know, are, are just interesting and creepy. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I kind um, of feel the same way about tarot and Reiki and yeah, exactly. Astral projection and all that stuff. It's like, I, you know, there aren't, there isn't anything hard science wise that proves that anything is real. There's probably far more evidence to the contrary. Right. But things change. We learn more as time goes. And things that we thought were once not true sometimes turn out to be true later. True. So I try to s never say never. Mm hmm. Um, but do have a pretty strong amount of skepticism for certain things. But, you know, it was the, like with the Reiki thing, I was talking to my husband about it the other day, and I thought, you know, it's kind of like prayer. If you are setting good intentions for another person, like, where's the harm in that? And even if it's a placebo effect, just knowing that someone is thinking good thoughts for you, and that makes you feel better, so what? Fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I... Exactly. That's that's exactly how I've approached any of this New Age stuff. Like, that, that is exactly how I've approached it. As I've long been as like, I feel it's like... It's probably the placebo effect, but who cares? Where I draw the line is when I feel like people are being exploited for large amounts of cash. Exactly. That's where I think that, yeah, and that's and why I, I have a problem, like, with the psychic grandma, mm -hmm. who, and psychic in quotes, you know, she took considerable sums of money, knowing full well she did not have a sincere belief that she had a gift. Right. She went to a psychic fair and was like, that looks like a great way to make some money, mm -hmm. and then opened a business doing that. To me, that's wrongheaded from the beginning. If you feel like you're a person, I have a friend who does Reiki, and I don't pretend to understand it and she said she did a reiki session for me recently like what when i wasn't present right and just knowing that my friend took time out of her day to set good intentions for me yeah i thought it was a really kind thing to do regardless of whether she was writing a piece of poetry or if she was just lighting a candle and thinking nice thoughts for me like it really didn't matter mm -hmm. she took time out of her life to do something nice for me. Mm -hmm. And whether there's science behind that or not, I don't really care. Right. It made me feel better knowing someone cared enough about me to take time out of their day. And it, she didn't send me a bill. Anyway, so... So in 1891, Elijah Bond, Charles Kennard, and William H.A. Maupin were granted the first patent for a game that they called the Ouija board. So basically, these like three white dudes were like, "Oh, I can make a dollar off of this spiritualism bullshit. Let's do it." So they got that patent, and then it basically like changed hands a, a bunch of times, and eventually Parker Brothers bought it in 1966, and then in 1991 they sold it to Hasbro, and so Hasbro manufactures the board today. 
and you can get you can get the like classic version which is like $20 and some change or you can get like the new version which I think requires some AA batteries so I think the like from what I heard the planchette like glows or something like that I don't know whatever so you can do it in the dark yeah who cares <laughs> it's just it's it's such a weird thing that this like about this like history of spiritualism is now being manufactured and sold to people as like a board game and i i just think it's a really weird board game like it's next to scrabble right it's it's a strange thing because a lot of people have reported having really intense experiences with this ouija board and and it's something that's sold in target you know i I, I did a lot of um, digging into how do I could get a Ouija board for this recording session because I was like researching it yesterday and I wanted to get um, one to like experiment with while we're recording and I looked at Target. I was like, oh yeah, for sure they sell it at Target, but they, they do, but it's not in store and they also sell it at Walmart and they also sell it at GameStop. And I was actually willing to go to Walmart to try to get this board if I could, but I ended up um, putting a shout out on the free group to get this board. So here we are. So how to use it. You're supposed to set the board on your lap or table. And most of the sources that I read so that you should set it on your lap. And I was like, fuck that. We're going to put it on a table because, you know, we're not going to sit on the floor. And it says two or more people should rest their index fingers and middle fingers gently on the planchette. So most sources I read said two people are is the best because if you get any more than that, it gets kind of rowdy and you're never supposed to do it alone. I don't know why. Probably something to do with evil spirits. But you're never. I was to gonna alone. say. I feel like because then you're unguarded. Yeah. Well, and here's maybe a little bit of um, skepticism showing through, which I'm not usually prone to, but I think that it's because so that you know you can verify with the other person, like, well, I'm not moving the planchette. Are you moving the planchette? Well, that's true. Also, you have someone to verify, right? Um, and then you're supposed to you're supposed to also set the mood. So, like I said, we have candles lit. I um, smudge the room so there's this nice aroma of sage in the air. It is. It's, del it's delightful. It's kind of dark in here. I'm gonna turn out the lights once we get. Um, into our session and then you're supposed to greet the spirits and you're supposed to state that only positive energy is welcome in this space no bad energy no bad juju here right which i will get into later there's some stories of some weird energy coming from the ouija board which is why i did the protection spell if any weird energy comes off this ouija board i'm setting it on fire that I mean, it's it's our friend's Ouija board, so I will let you take it up with her. <laughs> I will purchase her another one. It's going straight to the fire pit. Fair. So, um, and then once you once you've done all that, and you've got your index finger and your pointer finger on the planchette, the planchette you you start 
asking questions. And supposedly the planchette will seemingly move by itself to um, these, to the, you know, alphabet or the numbers or the hello and goodbye or the yes and no on the board. Um, if the spirit indicates that it's a bad spirit, you're supposed to close the session and resume again later. And you can close the session by stating that you're ending the session and saying goodbye. And if you're supposed to wait for the planchette to kind of move to goodbye on its own, but if it doesn't, then you can kind of do it on, do it yourself. Do you have an idea in mind of what we're going to ask it yet? Not really. I just thought that we'd sort of... Um, we're just winging improvise. it? Yeah. Okay. So, and then I have this list of... So, there were, there's this uh, website that I um, was looking at that is the Museum of Spirit Boards or Museum of Talking Boards. I forget, but it's going to be in the show notes. And they had a whole list of, like, Ouija lore. And so I pulled some of the talking points from that. And you're never supposed to play alone. That's the number one rule. And it has an exclamation point, so it's very important. They're, like, real serious about that. Mm -hmm. Never let the spirits count down through the numbers or go through the alphabet backwards as they can get out of the board this way. So if they start from Z... Are they implying that it's actually inside the cardboard? Yes. Okay. If the planchette falls from the Ouija board, a spirit will get loose. If the planchette repeatedly makes a figure eight, it means an evil spirit is in control of the board. And how do we tell to fuck off? We say we go to goodbye immediately. Okay, we go, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Good riddance. Bye. Bye, asshole. Okay. If the, yeah, I'm uh, not down with any. I want nothing but friendly ghosts. Right. Casper only, please. Yes, which is why I did the protection spell, which is why we're going to state that we want nothing but friendly spirits in the, in, in the room. If you should get an evil spirit, quickly turn the planchette upside down and use it that way. That sounds weird. I don't know if that's... I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that either. The board must be closed properly... Which means you move the planchette to goodbye, or evil spirits will remain behind to haunt the operator. So I please, thinking, we're doing this in my basement. Please, let's close the board. We're I was going to say, did she give you the box? Yes. Okay, because we're there. putting that bitch in the box and we're going to tape it shut with a lot of <laughs> duct tape. Never use the Ouija when you are ill or in a weakened condition, since this may make you vulnerable to possession. Are you, are you ill? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Great. Evil spirits contacted through the Ouija board will try to win your confidence with false flattery and lies. So say, no, no, no. Do not so tell me how good I look today. If they're like, that ass <laughs> is... They spell it D-A-T. Scrumptious. Or if they're it. like, you're totally a MILF, mm -hmm. then I go... F off. Goodbye. Goodbye. Never use the Ouija in a graveyard or a place where a terrible death has occurred or you will bring forth malevolent entities. I don't know for a fact that my basement is not the um, site of a terrible death, but I, I'm just going to say it's not. Didn't we have that thing where they had to disclose to you when we talked about the exorcist house? Yeah, they don't have to. I think that's what we determined. 
Oh, we determined they don't have to. And I just put a post-it on here that says friendly spirits only. Great. Hopefully, I mean, if they can read the rest of the alphabet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sometimes an evil spirit can permanently inhabit a board. When this happens, no other spirits will be able to use it. So I, I think that I, I told the owner of the board, I was like, we're going to use this to contact the dead. So hopefully she's okay. <laughs> I, was, I said, we're going to smudge it afterwards. Don't worry. I think if there's evidence of an evil spirit inhabiting the board and I set on fire in my fire pit and I tell her that's why I don't think she's going to be mad. I think she's going to think we're real kooky, but I don't think she's going to be mad. Right. Well, especially if you buyer one hopefully this is not a collector's edition should i check ebay real fast just in case (laughs) yeah maybe ouija boards that are disposed of improper improperly come back to haunt the owner so if we sorry friend (laughs) if we dispose of this properly improperly our friend will be haunted sorry about it um and then this this is really interesting because of of story that I'm going to read to you later kind of confirms this. But a, a Ouija board will scream if you try to burn it. People who hear the scream... I don't, I don't All know. All right, the, now. The, yeah, the, this is getting into, like, the, the ring territory. But people who hear the scream have less than 36 hours to live. There is only one proper way to dispose of it. Break the board into seven pieces, sprinkle it with holy water, then bury it. That's so so specific. Instead of burning it, I guess we should do that. If you place a pure silver coin on the board, no evil spirits will be able to come through. I didn't have a pure silver coin. Um, isn't a nickel or a dime? No, they're nickel. (laughs) It's made of nickel. What about a dime? They're made of nickel. They're not. None of them are made of pure silver. Damn it. Never leave the planchette on the board if you aren't using it. Whoops. I've done that the whole time. Uh, we, <laughs> we've been down here. Great. It's rare. <laughs> Sorry. So we can't break it into seven pieces because it's worth $130. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, wait. Or, oh, wait. 83 with $20 shipping. Damn it. Okay. No evil spirits. We'll start a, we'll start a um, Kickstarter. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I put the friendly spirits only post-it note on there, yeah. so I think we're good. We're good. When you're done with your session, always say goodbye, which I've always heard that too, so that checks out. Three things to never ask a Ouija board. Never ask about God. Never ask when you're going to die. Never ask where the gold is buried. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I know. You know I how much that. crap? I love that. I've un. I've dug up in my backyard. Lord only knows what's in there. Right. So I've gotten some stories from a couple friends of mine and then some from the internet. Uh, This one comes from Christine, who I work with at Opera. Hello, Christine. I love you. Thank you for sending in your um, story. She um, went to college at David and Elkins College in Elkins, West Virginia, and this story is a it takes place in the like theater in the black box theater. Do you know what a black box theater is? Maybe people listening also don't know what a black box I theater is. I do not. Is. It's basically a black room uh where you can do theater and you can kind of make it into whatever you want. It's sort of like a 
I don't know, empty canvas for theater. Like a mime. Sure. So she says, there was one time that, and I love this because she's really snarky about it. She's like really um, (laughs) irritated that these people were doing this. There was one time that some of my dumb fellow students decided that they would go down to the theater, make a Ouija board, and talk to the spirits of the theater. I said that that was not a smart idea, so that so my Alpha Psi Little, which I think is like maybe her initiate initiate Correct. into this, yeah. So my Alpha Psi Little and I went to our prospective dorms as a group of them, or as a group of them went to the theater. Fast forward to the next day. We had our weekly Alpha Psi meeting into, in the black box space of the theater. I got down to the theater and the ones who went in, the th- in who went to the theater the night before were outside refusing to go inside even though they had keys. I noticed a scorch mark on the concrete and all of them were white as sheets. I asked, are you going to go inside? They said, you go first. I then said, okay guys, what did you do last night? Who did you piss off? Here's the story that I was told. They had made a Ouija board out of paper because poor college students don't have one of those in the heart of West Virginia. Okay. They entered and sat in the middle of the stage. She doesn't know if it was the main stage or the black bug stage, but regardless. They proceeded to contact something that was not quite happy to talk. Then something possessed one of the girls and things got even more weird. Not just speaking in a voice that is not her voice, her eye color changed and then changed back. Which I read in actually a couple of different Ouija accounts. Um, that's a big hell no for me. Crazy. The atmosphere got heavy and hazy. Freaked out, they wanted to leave, but of course knew the etiquette that they must be granted permission to leave. In other words, they should, the spirit will guide the planchette to goodbye. Okay. After what felt like forever, that permission was granted and the girl released from possession. They ran out of the building, slammed the door, and promptly burned the makeshift Ouija board, which screamed as it burned. I told them they are idiots to play with games that they don't understand. I love you, Christine. I marched up the steps and opened the black box door. The atmosphere was still a bit heavy, like everything in the room turned to look at me. I love that. I I totally understand. I walked into the space to the center of the stage and addressed the theater ghost. I apologized for my cohorts and their lack of respect for the space and those who reside in it. I asked the resident ghost if we could move forward with our meeting and promised that while I was in school there that they would not try that again. I waited a few minutes and the heaviness lifted. I told those outside the door that it was okay to enter and if they try that again, I couldn't save them from the theater spirits. I love that story. That's such a great story. Um, that's a great story and also kind of terrifying. Right. And I feel like this is like a normal human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I have no reason not to believe her. Yeah. No, she's um, she's amazing. She's really great at her job at opera. And um, I love her to death. So, yeah, I totally believe her. This comes from, this next story comes from Mariah, who I'm sort of acquainted with. I'm not like super close friends with her. Um But I just really love this story, and I was really glad that she sent it to us. She says, when I was 13, two of my friends and I decided to play Ouija board. 
Not a Milton Bradley one, but this old wooden board my friend's stepbrother had brought from overseas. He was in the military. She doesn't know where. Ooh, don't know. Right? That seems like a bad idea. She said, we talked to a couple spirits before connecting with this one who said he was a teenage boy that had died in a car wreck. My friend knew how to hypnotize people. She says in parentheses, I'd seen her legit do this before. And asked the spirit if she hypnotized one of us, if he could talk to us through them. Our friend Emily volunteered and the conversation we had with him or her was one of the strangest things that she had ever seen. So she sat there with her eyes closed, looking confused and dazed, but answered our questions. This all sounds like something that young kids can convince themselves were real, but frankly, Emily wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. And her, Ouch. And her answers were just so eerie. The weirdest parts were when he asked us if we could move his hair out of his face because it felt weird having long hair. And at one point he asked, looking puzzled, is she on her rag? Because he could feel her pad. Oh. If nothing else, this was a truly bizarre look into what the subconscious is capable of when a person is hypnotized. Even weirder was that we didn't feel scared at all. This was in the middle of the day. And then we just went about our business. So I, I thought that that was a really interesting story, too, because on one hand... It could be totally bullshit, you know, like to, to put on our skeptic hats, it could be that, you know, this girl was just hypnotized and she was trying to talk about what a young boy would think about. But on the other hand, if I were her, I don't think that I would have thought of like, can you move my hair out of my face? And is Uh -uh. she on her rag? Because I don't, I don't refer to my menstrual cycle as my rag uh hell no and you know i don't know many 13 year old girls that do i don't know many for 13 year old girls anyway but like i don't you know it's that just is such a strange detail that i just i thought that that story was really good i don't think i would have the balls to say do you want to use me as a channel right i know like i yeah her agreeing to being the possessed person that is um that is very brave indeed i don't think i would so then uh so i was doing a little bit of more research on um stories on the internet about ouija sessions and this this through line kept coming through a lot of these um experiences and it was zozo have you ever heard of zozo Yes, I have it, and I've seen some really creepy shit about it. Right. So Zozo is thought to be the demon who comes through in a lot of Ouija sessions. And um, it was, as far as we know, it was made popular by the story in the story posted to message boards in 2009 by Darren Wayne Evans. He says, during my experiences with the Ouija board, one particular spirit always seemed compelled to make its presence known. Its name is Zozo, spelled Z-O-Z-O. I think I watched one of those like ghost hunter shows where they had a. Yep, it was on Ghost Adventures. Yeah, one of those where the um, the girlfriend like flipped out, and the dude was super into it. <laughs> Strange. So he says today I refuse to even pronounce its name, as I believe the mere pronunciation of it can cause it to manifest itself. Too many times to count, it has pretended 
per at first pretended to be a nice spirit or pretended to be whomever I was trying to contact, but eventually it showed its true self, cussing me, threatening me, and others present in the room. Once it actually cussed me using... <laughs> I like that he says cussed me. Once it actually cussed me using what looked like Latin or Hebrew and using biblical terminology... I was genuinely fascinated and startled how many by how many times Zozo showed up, even in many different states and many different Ouija boards. It always wound up being very nasty and commented freely about how it wanted to possess my girlfriends and take them to paradise. When asked where paradise was, it spelled H-E-L-L. Ew. One time after Zozo was being extremely evil... I walked into my bathroom, only to see my one-year-old daughter about to drown. Her mother had left her alone in the tub just one second, and somehow the water got turned on and was overflowing. Instinctively, she had her head or her face tilted up and was seconds from going under when I grabbed her from the water. The next day, she was hospitalized for some weird internal infection and was put in isolation for 14 days as her doctors tried to diagnose the illness. We almost lost her. That was when I began to suspect demonic attack. So after that, Darren, after he posted that, Darren claims to have been contacted by other victims of Zozo since his post. And skeptics claim that, you know, he just made this shit up, which, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds pretty weird. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but there are earlier mentions of Zozo. So in a Nigerian forum post in 2005, they mentioned Zozo. Um, a lot of people think that Zozo is referring to Pazuzu, a 3,000-year-old demon with the body of a man and a scorpion tail. Yuck. Also, in 1818, there was a book um, published called The Dictionnaire Infernal, um, which has the account of a young girl that was terrorized by demons, and one of the demons was named Zozo. Um, the story behind the exorcist, which we cover in, I believe, meeting number three, um, people believe that Zozo was behind the possession of the boy, and um, they think that because the ant played with Ouija boards. And that was in 1955, or sorry, 1951. I kind of remember that. Then the, um, have you heard of the Enfield poltergeist case? I do not believe so. I'd like to do that on an episode, but it, it is a pretty, I, I like to do lesser well-known stories, but this one's pretty well-known. So maybe I will, maybe I won't. But in 1977, there was this like really crazy poltergeist case a lot of people know about. And two of the girls play with the Ouija board, and it's said that the it, that Zozo um, came through the board and was basically their poltergeist. Zozo can... Th this is what, to me, is the most creepy and maybe threatening, is that Zozo can lie and pretend to be other spirits. That's not nice, Zozo. I don't care for that. I don't care for that either. Uh, and here are some signs that you are talking to Zozo. Maybe I should put this friendly spirits only in Sharpie, not just pen. <laughs> Do you think that's strong enough? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, okay. we, I wrote in capital letters. I think we've done everything that we can. Okay. 
and and part of this part of me doing the protection spell and stuff was like reading about Zozo in particular. I was like, oh fuck no, Zozo's not. Gonna yeah, I watched that Ghost Hunters or whatever episode mm-hmm. was, and I was like, oh fuck that. Well, can you can you describe the atmosphere of this room right now? I feel like it's pretty peaceful and neutral. Oh and no, it's, it's not totally. Spooky. It's like the music room. Yeah, it's not. It, it's the it, music it, slash podcast room. Yeah, and I I, I feel like. The energy in here is fine. I don't think that there's going to be any evil spirits here because we did a protection or I did a protection spell and I put salt all around the room. I, the, yeah. I'm, did you tell Penny not good. to lick it up? No. I don't think she's in. She's actually got a sweet tooth. Funny fact. Interesting. She loves maple syrup. She loves diet Pepsi. I don't know if she likes regular Pepsi. because She's such really a weird but cat. She is a weird cat. Okay, so signs that you are talking to Zozo. The mood or the temperature of the room may suddenly shift. So let's let's take stock of what the mood in the mood is in this room right now, and we'll know if it suddenly shifts that we're talking to Zozo. Even if Zozo doesn't directly reveal himself, he may continue to point to the letter Z or even call himself Zaza. Which I read a few story like Ouija board stories on Reddit, and one of them was like, "Oh yeah, he, or he, he didn't even say Zozo. I don't even know if he was aware of Zozo, but he said the spirit that called itself Z came through, and we were talking to it, and it cursed me or whatever. I don't know, blah blah. blah. So once Zozo reveals themselves, he, <laughs> I don't know what. It says themself and then it shifts to the he pronoun. But anyway, once Zozo reveals himself, he will often spell his name over and over again up to hundreds of times in a row. Um, why don't people just tap out goodbye? Right, that would be really boring. <laughs> the Z and the O are located on opposite ends of the board. Actually, this board that we have, the Z and the O are like right next to each other. Yeah, they're like... It's like it's on one side of the board. The O's directly above the Z. Yeah. So I guess on other boards, the Z and the O are located on opposite ends of the Ouija board. And in order to spell its name, Zozo will often move the planchette in the shape of an infinity signal between the Z and the O. So it moves like like that, then we might not, then we should say goodbye. And it says glass, especially mirrors, may break. So there is a a full-length mirror behind you that I think I will probably put in the other room and turn it around towards the wall before we like start we're our sitting session. Shiva. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll just put a blanket over it. And then scratches may appear on the body of anyone in the residence. Oh, great. Even I'm if they're not... totally accident-prone and covered in bumps and bruises. Even if they are not participating in playing the Ouija board. So if Brandon is sitting upstairs, he may get scratched by Zozo. He he also... Um, I, I, told, I think this is all he saw far-fetched. Right. He saw all of my preparation for this um, episode and... I said, can you guess what we're going to be talking about? And he was like, oh, yes, I saw the Ouija board. And um, he said, I'm, I don't think I'm okay with it. He is a full skeptic, more skeptical than I would say you. But, and, and he was like, 
I don't, I don't, I'm not okay with this. I forbid you to do this, but he was I like that he joking. forbid you. Yeah, he, like that's ever going to work. He was, he was joking, quote unquote, but I think that also there was a slightly little concerned. bit. Yeah, a little bit of concern. That's how I that. feel about, I'm telling you, my grandmother, like she scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And if somebody scares you when you're a kid, like you cannot shake it. Mm-hmm. You can't. My brother had me terrified of Snipe. Ugh. Snipe? Yeah, they're... So when you're a kid, you're supposed to go snipe hunting with a paper bag and a flashlight. What? It's a really stupid prank that people play on small children to keep them occupied. What are you talking about? I don't know this at all. I'll explain it some other time. Okay, so now we've refreshed our drinks. Yes. We've um, collected our thoughts, and now we're going to do a Ouija board session. I don't know if this has ever been done on a podcast before. Let's just say that we're the first podcast to ever do a Ouija board session. I think that's probably not true. <laughs> probably not, but let's just say it. Okay, so... And just remember... Mm-hmm. Never ask where the gold is buried. (laughs) I mean, I guess at one time that was relevant. Well, honestly, thank you for clarifying that website because I might have asked where the gold was buried. I was certainly going to. All right. Are you ready to put our fingers? All right. Index finger and pointer finger. Okay. So both hands are one hand. I'm, I'm feeling both hands. Okay. I feel like both hands make sense. Okay, so let's greet the spirits. Um, Hi, friendly spirits. Hello, friendly spirits. We do not welcome any negative spirits or evil spirits into the circle. We want only to communicate with friendly spirits. So if any friendly spirits are willing to talk, please um, move the planchette around. Or say hello. Yeah, say hello. Maybe we should move it to hello. We should move it to hello? Yeah, let's just do that to start. Warm up the board. Do you warm up the Ouija board? Some of the websites that I read said that you should. Okay. So if there is a friendly spirit here who'd like to chat, please say yes. Are you moving it? Nope. It's kind of moving. Is it my drummers? <laughs> Friendly ghost, I do not mean any disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect. We're I'm just questioning jovial humans. My neurological quirks. So respectfully Yeah, let's take some deep breaths. Okay. So nice friendly spirits, if you're available for chatting, please say yes. So that's looking like a no. (laughs) Are we asking the question the wrong way? Um, Are there any spirits here that would like to communicate with us? I didn't anticipate this part. (laughs) I don't think you can really predict. Some of the websites say to kind of move it around the board to like get it warmed up. Like you're going to grease a pig? Yeah. I mean, all right. (laughs) Yeah, let's move it in a circle. That's good. That feels good. Okay. Let's take take some breaths. Okay. I'm breathing deeply. Center yourself. I'm feeling centered and I am open to friendly, kind spirits who would like to communicate. 
We are conduits in which to move this planchette. What is your name? Are you a boy? Are you a girl? Do you need some time to consider? Are you non-binary? Are you morally opposed to Buffy the Vampire Slayer? How long do we keep this up until we call it? I don't know. I don't know. Should we look up more tricks? Tips? Sure. Let's do that. Okay. I'm removing I'm the planchette. Okay. So we're keeping our minds open. Mm-hmm. We're doing this with the utmost sincerity. And we're going to do a little warm up, right? Yeah. Let's move it in a circle. Counterclockwise? Clockwise. Yeah. Clockwise. I'm taking several deep breaths to center myself. Get myself in a meditative state, opening my third eye. We invite any spirits that would like to communicate with us to do so using the board. We invite any good spirits that want to communicate with us to communicate. Uh, any bad spirits, you're not welcome here. We're open to communication. We'd like to know how many spirits are in the room right now. You could move the planchette to a number. Feels like it's moving very slowly towards the number pad. Looks like it is resting on five. So there are five spirits in the room. Is there a spirit that particularly wants to communicate with us at the moment? Feels like it's inching ever so slightly to yes. If there's a spirit in the room that wants to communicate with us, please tell us your name. Planchette has centered over the letter V and F. Seems like that might be initials. V, are you, VF, are you a male? Planchette has centered over the word yes. And so, do you want to ask how old? Yeah. VF, how old are you? Seems like it's centered around three and then two. 32? 32. That's the same age as me. Did you live in this house? Did you inhabit this land before this house was built? Were you buried here when this land was a potter's field? Seems like the planchette has centered over yes. Maybe we should ask a question that gets it off of the yes or no. Um, VF, what was your job? Wow, it feels very strong. I, U, G, U. I, U, G, U. Could be initials for something. Could be misspelled. Yeah. <laughs> you could ask when he died. Okay. What year did you die, VF? Six. Year six? Come on, VF. We know that. Probably not year six. Well, what if it was like 1906 or... Right. 1806? Yeah, maybe ask if it if he died in the 1800s. VF, did you die in the 1800s? So I mm -hmm. think that's a yes. Mm -hmm. So then maybe the last two numbers. Can you give us the last... Two numbers of the year that you died, VF. Six, three. 
1863. So what kind of job would you have had in 1863? It would be mostly manual labor, right? Yeah. Or factory. BF, did you live in this area? I wish I were more ver versed in my 1863 Missouri history. I know. So I, I could ask like, more poignant questions. Well, I think steel was big here. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when the big fire was downtown, but I know that there was a lot of industrial revolution kind of stuff going on. Yeah. So I think factory, labor. Um, oh, hello. B? Maybe you just wanted to remind us of his first name. Let's see. What are B names? Is your name Victor? Maybe it's like hot or cold. Like getting warmer. Yeah. Um, Vincent? Oh, yeah, that's a good Is your name Vincent? Warmer, maybe? Vaughn? Is your name Vaughn? Or maybe VF wasn't a name at all. It's true. Could you spell your first name? Now that looks like it's over the U to me, but does it look like it's over the V to you? From this angle, yeah, but we're kind of we're a In little middle, far apart. Yeah. Let's just say V. Okay. Maybe he sent it anonymity. V, what's the next letter of your first name? VF. <laughs> it sounds like you... Just want to give us your initials, or maybe there's a name we don't know that. Yeah, um, VF. Maybe VF's an immigrant. Yeah, that's true. VF, are you from a different country? I think we're solidly headed to know. Yeah. Okay. So that we can presume that VF was born here. Can you give us the last two numbers of the year that you were born? Two? Two, six. Wait. Two, six. So 1863 minus two, six. Would be 37, not 32. If there's five, maybe somebody Well, else. it also could have been 36, which would have made it younger, but still not 32. Ballpark. Right. Would you like to inquire about anyone else's availability? Sure. VF, thank you for talking to us. Are there any other spirits besides VF that want to communicate with us tonight? Feels like the planchette is really leaning towards yes. Okay. All right. Let's not let like it go off the board. Off the board. Okay, so this next spirit, thank you for communicating with us. Please tell us your first name. This is a very, very strong feeling. V, you move towards F, man. <laughs> Come on, VF. All right, all right, all right, all right. He wants to talk to us real bad. VF, would you mind letting another spirit come through to talk to us? Or maybe does he have something he wants to tell us? VF, is there a message that you need to tell us? You. F? Are you saying F you? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because of the recording. Maybe we should try without recording and see if something different happens. All right. Okay, VA, VF, thank you so much for communicating with us. 
But I think for tonight, we're going to say goodbye. So, we uh, hit pause in the record to appease any spirits that didn't want to talk during the recording. And it seems like we made contact with a spirit called Linny. And she indicated that she... I, I say she, she didn't really indicate her gender, but I believe it was a she. She indicated that she was eight years old and that she... she it, it We were trying to surmise if she was from this area or from another area and it was very cryptic or very unsure. I don't get the feeling that spelling was something that was in her wheelhouse. Right. She definitely said she did not go to school. We got a clear indication that she had a brother who was about four or five years old and his name was Ken or Kenneth. And she was what, like seven or eight? She was eight. Yeah, she said eight. Well, first she said she lived on a farm. We asked if she lived in a city and the, the planchette didn't move. And we, sh- we asked if she lived on a farm and it went straight to yes. Um, and that she cared for animals living on that farm. I don't know how I feel about it. I didn't get like any strong vibe one way or another. I mean, it seemed like the planchette was moving of its own accord. I don't think that either of us were consciously moving it. Right. But I agree. I think that that, um, you know, I think our audience maybe should take it with a grain of salt. And um, uh, yeah, like a big one. Yeah. It, and kind of like how you were talking about with the pendulum earlier, that there's those microscopic movements. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're wanting something to happen on some level, I think it's more likely to. And I was feeling very skeptical initially going in and I tried to stay very open And I can't say that I feel any more convinced from the experience. I think that it was pretty low-key overall. There wasn't anything that seemed really strong. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that some of the questions we asked, it was a very strong reaction. But then some were really small and hesitant and maybe didn't even complete their course before we decided if it was a yes or no. I mean, Linny in particular was a yes or no sort of question base because maybe the spirit wasn't educated in their time on this earth. And so we determined that maybe yes or no questions would be the best. Yeah. Um, you know, consider it like, you know, supposing that we did contact something on the other side. But if we didn't, I will have to say that that it was still very convincing. I mean, I definitely put me in a state of sort of meditation and maybe even hypnosis a little bit. The planchette seemed to be moving by itself if, you know, if Heidi wasn't moving it. (laughs) I mean, I... I mean, I certainly wasn't moving anything intentionally. Right, exactly. Same here. And... Every time the planchette moved, I would close my eyes and sort of just feel. So I wasn't, I was trying to clear my mind of expectation. It was kind of hard to do if we were answering yes or no questions because we know where the yes or no is. 
But when we asked a question that required a number or a letter, I closed my eyes and let the planchette move where it wanted to and then just only open them when I felt like it was stopping to like read the letter or number. So I don't, I don't know. I as now as a fully grown adult doing Ouija board, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you if I believe in it or not anymore. Like, uh, I think maybe before we recorded this, I would have been like, hell no, it's just that ideomotor effect. But I, I, I don't know. I really I'm, feel like I felt something. I don't, I don't know. I feel like the ideomotor effect is most likely responsible, but I'm not ruling out the possibility that. I mean, it, it could also be both, right? Like it could be, it could be the idea motor effect, but manipulated by spirits, right? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It's hard to say one way or the other. Basically, I think it being made <laughs> by a board game company just generates a huge amount of skepticism for me. Yeah. No. Totally. I mean, I like the like rich history of the like spiritualism movement of the 1800s i think that that's really cool and that this was sort of born out of that idea but yeah i don't know i guess the conclusion is we don't know yeah the conclusion is that possibly something happened possibly it didn't um some things moved around whether or not it was i don't know some minor subconscious effort or it just happened. I just, I have no idea. Yeah. And um, thank you guys for going on this journey with us. I know it's like a little woo woo and, and maybe you are um, more. It's a whole bunch of woo woo. <laughs> what are you talking about? Maybe our more skeptical listeners will have tuned out by this point. But, you know, thanks for everyone who's listening and sticking with us and, and going on this experiment with us. Because honestly, I haven't messed with a Ouija board since I was like maybe 11 or 10 or 11 you know I same yeah it, so it was kind of fun to play with it as an adult and I definitely feel um, I feel some feelings about it I you know as an empath I feel like I feel other people's feelings and and maybe I was feeling some feelings from this <laughs> I don't know how to say it better than that it's I don't a weird, know. It's I didn't a weird get, thing. I had like it's kind of hard to explain. A completely neutral emotional response to the whole thing. Great. I did not pick up any sort of vibe whatsoever. Well, and maybe that's because I was the medium. So I I don't know if we said this on earlier, but one of the rules of doing Ouija was you should pick a medium to ask all the questions. And so we picked me, of course, because I'm the woo-woo one. Duh. <laughs> and so I don't know. I I am certainly open. I'm certainly open to maybe that we contacted some spirits. But I'm also like, you know, maybe maybe it was just our brains. But either way, pretty magical. It was pretty entertaining either way. I think... You look like you're about to fall asleep. Yeah. If it were not <laughs> so late and I was so tired. it's Yeah, it's probably like 1130, 12 right now. Oh, my oh God. No. It's 12.54. Yeah, it's like way Ooh. past my bedtime. So okay. I'm like... 
I'm All right. Well, let's I'm close, shutting her down. Let's close this podcast, y'all. Yeah, um, I think next time I'm going to be the storyteller. I don't know what I'm talking about yet. It's no, gonna... actually, you know what? Next time is going to be our Halloween special. Oh, that's true. So it's going to be a combo. Woo! But I do already have someone lined up to tell a really kooky story um, about something they found in their house that was left by the previous owner. Yeah. That is just like, oh my God, this is the best story. Awesome. I love this story. I and can't wait so, to hear it. I've got um, a call out and an open call to our listeners as well. If you have any sort of creepy story, it doesn't have to be ghosts just because it's Halloween. Right. If you have some kind of creepy story, whether it's true crime or microscopic aliens or (laughs) (laughs) a Ouija board story or tarot cards or anything that fits in the the box of of weird and wacky we would love to add it to our halloween episode we've got an exciting partnership in the works for a future episode that we'll Mm -hmm. be talking about more later Mm -hmm. where we uh we have some new friends from out of town so uh there's some exciting things coming up and I don't, as of yet, have Halloween plans, so who knows what kind of kooky business I'm going to get myself into. Right. (laughs) Anyway, we would love to thank my partner, Brandon Lee Chilcoat. I was like, can you even say his name? It's so late. (laughs) I know. I'm, like, real sleepy. Uh, We'd love to thank Brandon Lee Chilcoat for intro and outro music. We've gotten a lot of compliments about it, and I just want you to direct them to Brandon so that he can see them personally. His um, Instagram is at nightrider1919, like K-N-I-G-H-T, writer, 1919. And he's like a hip happening fashiony kind of dude yeah like you should follow him on instagram and you should tell him how awesome his music is because he truly is really awesome if you have any stories like we said or if you have any topic suggestions uh you can tweet us at creepy club pod or you can email us at creepy club podcast at gmail.com um we are on facebook at facebook.com slash creepy club podcast you can follow us on instagram at creepy club podcast you can follow me on instagram at creepy club rissa you can follow heidi at creepy club heidi we have our meeting minutes which is what we call our show notes show notes on uh, creepyclubpodcast.com we would also super love it if you could rate and review and subscribe to us on itunes Thank you so much to people that have already reviewed us and um, we Please keep it up. Yeah, keep it up. We we'd love to hear from you. Please subscribe to us. That really helps our podcast grow and um, rate us. You don't even and have to review like us. You can just all rate us five stars. Now. Yeah, we're on all the things. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. FM Player. FM Player. Pocket Listen, iTunes. Libsyn. Like you a- name it. We're on it. Google Play. I think. If we're not on it, please let us know so we can get on it. 
<laughs> I don't even know, like, some of the stuff we didn't even sign up for. I don't even know how it happened. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. You're amazing. I thank you for making the launch of this podcast as incredible as it has been. And it has truly been magical. And we hope that you'll join us next time. Meeting adjourned. Adjourned.